You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 060-896 or visit Send it a long way back. Then Tim's a trooper. I cast no shadow. And the last one, LL Cool J, 27-4. Dropped into another gear leap to fame. Wave them goodbye. ID 23. It's coming. And Leap to Fame is right on track. Leap to Fame buries them. He wins easily. Leap to Fame. Manila Playboy. Black Sedan's Deus Ex. Then turn it up, future assured Narano. LL Cool J, I cast no shadow. Then send it. Tim's a trooper. Hot and treacherous. Final split 26-6. The mile rate for Pelican Waters Resort, 151.7. That's a track record. A track record run. That's the favourite for the Inter-Dominion right there. He was the favourite before tonight. He might be even shorter. Yeah, left those comments on there with Chris Barsby on Saturday night, given the the time, and just he took that race by the scruff of the neck very early. And what it did show just reiterates to us, Chris, that if he's you know, needs he's got gate speed, all right. Uh, I know he didn't cross early, but gee, he was up there early, right up there with that good speed from the arm there, leap to fame. Good morning to you. Yeah, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. That that's a really good point because that's probably the best he's looked getting off the gate there on Saturday night. Uh, he was really strongly away. Uh, challenged uh, with those to his inside and those to his outside. And uh, he looked really comfortable getting off the arm there on Saturday night. And then uh, once, you know, Grant Dixon took that race by the scruff of the neck, he wasn't going to play second to fiddle or, or allow Blanks to dance to dictate to him. He made it a, uh, a beeline to find the front. It was a strong lead time, 35-7. And then he just, you know, kept running those really strong sectionals that he can do. So 51-7, that eclipsed the previous track record which was co-owned by himself and Swayze at 152. So 51.7. And the key point about that run on Saturday night and the time, track wasn't anywhere near its best there on Saturday night. I I spoke with a number of drivers after the meeting and uh, they all told me that it was a little heavy, a little chopped up there. So maybe that's a result of the storm that swept through Brisbane on Friday afternoon, Friday night. So uh, to run that sort of time and to do it as easily as easily as what he did, it just speaks volumes for where he's at. So Grant Dixon outlined that there was the possibility they may look at giving him one more run before the series starts. So whether that, you know, they still sort of toy with that idea following the victory, I'm not so sure. But uh, he looks like he is right on track for the Inter-Dominion. And speaking of the Inter-Dominion, Steve... I uh, had a little chat with Emma Stewart yesterday. She's got eight of the top 30 horses ranked for ID 23. There's one coming. Why only one? Well, she said, we've only got the one. There's a few there that we put in the nominations just to, you know, safeguard ourselves, just to see how they are. But, you know, as it turns out, there's a number of that have gone by the wayside with injury. Honolulu Bay's got that little quarter crack issue. Ladies in red, they want to keep against her own sex. And then there was a few others. So the only horse at this stage coming up for Emma Stewart is going to be Mac Dan. And he's been here, there and everywhere. He's a very durable type. It'll be interesting to see if he stays in the care of Emma Stewart or he's transferred to another stable. Um, that's going to be interesting, but there's going to be some massive changes uh, as far as the, uh, the, the the series is concerned. A couple of others that are firmly in the top 25 
they're out. Uh, Paul Fitzpatrick has confirmed to me. South Coast, Arden, Zeus, Bromac, they're not coming. Uh, the, the, the Perth horses, Greg Bond, uh, him and his wife Sky had a number of horses nommed, uh, including Minstrel, who was placed in Perth's uh, WA Pacing Cup on Friday night. They're definitely not coming. So there's going to be some massive changes to how that final 36 look. And that's what we're looking at. 36 horses for this series, three rounds of heats, three heats each uh, each and every night. So there's going to be some big, mm. big changes there. And that's why it's just so important that this horse stays sound and he's here. Like, yep. we're blessed to have him. Not only the fact that he's the best horse in the... Well, arguably the best horse in the country, but the fact he's a Queenslander, the fact that it's historic, the last ever in it on at Albion Park, he is the one that needs to be pushed and marketed. I know the beer promotion, everything else. Yeah. But we're blessed to have... And people will, will go to watch him. Yep. Um, and that's why it's great to see him coming into this final series. Of course, the first, Kisclough December 1, as you mentioned there, with, that he's there, you know, mm. on that night and going right through the series. But uh, it's also really important with this race today over in New Zealand, that Swayze. I'm sure Racing Queensland, they, they need him to win that race today just to sort of bulk up the series because let's face it uh, as far as promotion is concerned it's been very light on so uh racing queensland needs swayze to win because if he wins today uh he's got that victory over leap to fame through the blacks of fake earlier this year he had that wheel problem leap to fame so there's some that say leap to fame would have won some are saying no swayze was going to beat him uh, no matter what but if he wins today then returns for the series Racing Queensland have got a great promotional tool because these guys are brothers. Swayze's the older brother of Leap to Fame, so you can have that, you know, brotherly love, the sibling rivalry. Yeah, Larry versus Patrick, yeah. you know, like, let's, let's talk it up and yeah, let's get absolutely. these horses going for round two. So there's a, a really good promotional tool that RQ will be desperate, you know, to, to get onto if... Swayze wins today. And he's a great chance. There's no question about it. It looks a two-horse race over there for mine today, the New Zealand Cup, the local star Rakuta, up against Swayze. So that's really important. As far as the trotters are concerned, Steve, it's still yet to be determined by Racing Queensland whether they're going to run 24 horses, so just two heats per night, or they'll stretch it out to, to say, 36, just like the Pacers, and have three rounds of heats. Just Believe was meant to go around last Friday night or last Saturday night in a free-for-all at uh, at Melton. The race didn't get off the ground. It also featured Plymouth Chubb, who's bound for Brisbane. So Just Believe is expected to start this Friday night at Bendigo. Uh, they've got a number of uh, feature races there. So Just Believe is expected to start this Friday night. And as far as the other star Victorian is concerned, Queen Elida, I spoke with Chris Alford, the regular driver, and he's expecting her to be amongst nominations this weekend as well. So she hasn't raced for a number of weeks now. So just a little bit of a, a, a question mark against both of those horses for, for much of it not their own doing. And Maori Law, who won the Inter-Dominion Series a few years ago, they're raising the clock as well. I spoke with them at Brosnan across the weekend. They're hopeful that they'll be able to get him here for the series. But... They're just starting to run short on time. He's had the one run back. That was at uh, Miraburra on Derby Day. Uh, they were happy with the run, but they're just keen to get more runs under his belt before they get to Queensland. So just a little bit of a race against time. We mentioned uh, on the weekend, rock and roll dude, just going back to the paces. He had a private workout uh, at Ballarat on Friday night. Really happy Mick Stanley. So he's definitely headed up to uh, to Queensland for that series as well. So, uh, And we're yet to see... 
can't find a better man for uh, Luke and Belinda McCarthy. He's been back at the trials, but we haven't seen him back at the races. Spirit of St. Louis is expected to be headed north as well. He was uh, tipped to go to New Zealand, but uh, blood uh, results just proved that he wasn't right. So they've kept him uh, fresh, so hopefully he'll be right to go. And uh, there's a couple of other ones. Just going back to Perth on Friday night, Steve, mm. pacing cup. Wow. Um, this is still ongoing. I'm yeah. expecting legal action Just to, to come Just to explain now. to our listeners what happens. So Magnificent Storm, Jumping Jack Mack with a two-fave. Jumping Jack Mack's obviously much more effective when he leads. Of course, yep. he led two a go and one. They tried to hold the inside. They were driving really aggressively. He was going to hold up and keep Magnificent Storm out. And then Magnificent Storm cut across and checked Jumping Jack Mack, mm. which galloped, lost and ended up running second. Beaten a long way, but yeah. it would have changed the whole complexion of the race given he leads and Magnificent Storm sits outside him. So yeah. it got fiery. I watched the whole inquiry yesterday, but it was right at the end. There was a bit yeah. of fire up there. Ray Williams said something like, oh, they don't want me to win this race uh, ever yeah. again. Um, so there was a lot of personal things yeah. exchanged there. Yeah. Things are said in the heat of the moment. Yeah, no, very interesting. I don't think it's over. Like I said, I, I expect legal action to be forthcoming Yeah, now. but I've, I've seen this before, Chris, many years ago. Was it a controversial photo um, many years ago? I've seen court cases in the gallops as yeah. well. No one wins because they spend a fortune in the lawyers and it goes through the legal system. It takes years. I and think they're taking the leaf out of what the, happened down in Tasmania. What was Tasmania? the race worth? Four fifty, was yeah. it? What were the winning first prize money? Just oh, over two hundred. Two hundred and seven, yeah. I'd say. So, yeah, is it worth it? Yeah. Well, anyway, that, that's up to the connections. But uh, what, what I'm hearing from Perth is that legal action is going to be forthcoming. Okay. So it's not over yet. No. So, but some people say that in the heat of the moment they don't go on with it. But anyway, they might. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. We'll watch this space. Yeah. We'll watch anyway, this space. just before our Jared Croker joined, just been waiting patiently. That New Zealand Cup's coming through today. Two miles, of course, stand. Akuta's 240. Swayze is 270. Uh, 1420. So 220 Eastern Standard Time. And that led us reason. That's a bit freakish, isn't it? The mother of those two stars. Yeah. Two of Australasia's star horses. Same mum. Yep. Yeah, that reminds me of the Gallops. There was a very good mare par four years ago. She produced all these top-line sprinters that won over a million bucks. Ball of Muscle, Terra Vista, Tiger Tees. Yeah, OK. Yeah, she's just freakish, that mare, let us reason. But Jared Croker's with us, Chris. Well, there's a couple of other good races as well uh, from that oh, meeting in New Zealand today because you've got uh, Merlin and Don't Stop Dreaming going around in race number five, I think it is. And then you've got... Millwood Nike, who goes around in race number seven. And just an update there. Natalie Rasmussen's been out of action for quite some time with the driving. Don't expect to see Natalie Rasmussen driving uh, this year. So it looks like she's just going to take a little break and then she'll reevaluate fresh into the new year and see if she wants to, to resume race driving. And Mark Purden, I'm told, he might be taking just a little bit of a driving break after today's or this week's meeting as well. So we'll wait and see. Yeah. He's training gallopers. So. Just with Melwood Nike today, chasing 15 starts for 15 wins. Uh, that's race seven, number 15. That's on in just over an hour and a half, Chris Melwood Nike. Yeah, looking forward talk about Saturday night. We had more feature racing at Albion Park. We touched on Leap to Fame. Dominant, brilliant track record run in the Queensland Cup. Number of other features as well. And one of the Sydney siders that came up got the money. It was a hit-run mission. It was the Forever Gold, the Group 3 Mayor's Race, and a love. Brad Hewitt, Shane Graham, raced by the Triple Play Syndicate. We spoke with this guy only a couple of weeks ago, and he's back in the winner's circle again. Jared Croker. Good morning. Hey, boys, how are you? Really well. You're making this a uh, a nice little um, happy hunting ground, Albion Park. Yeah, yeah, it's been good, mate. I um, obviously enjoy always being up there, um, you know, throughout the winter and um, or whenever I can get there, really. And 
um, yeah, we managed to, to sneak Anna up there last week and um, yeah, she managed to get the chocolates as well. So who was the, the, the brainiac behind this idea of throwing her in the nominations, getting up here, getting black type? So was it you? Was it one of the syndicate members? Was it Brad or was it Shane? No, nah, it definitely wasn't me, mate. I, I, um, I'll speak on behalf of uh, all the syndicate owners, mate, that we just let Brad call the shots and uh, pull rank. And um, we uh, we went and seen him last Sunday. Um, we actually went to the Golden Cup and the Gallops and, and quickly seen Brad. And he mentioned he might chuck her up there and there's a race for her up there on you know, Saturday week and we'll send her to sneak. And, um, you know, I thought she was a good chance in that as well. So... Luckily, we drew well, and um, as much as I don't want to, I better give the big fella a rap. He's one of the better drives I've seen in a long time, and um, you know, he gave her an absolute peach and uh, got, got the um, got the chockies. I'm glad you mentioned that because I had it on my piece of paper right here. We've got to mention the drive because <laughs> not, that was not. 12 out of 10. He, he told me 11 out of 10, so you've given him 12. That's even better. But uh, yeah, look, it was it was a great drive, and um, obviously we're you know literally. Literally had the run of the race where we were and um, just his early move and um, all that sort of stuff. It, it just worked out perfectly and um, fortunately the horse was going well enough to um, to produce a drive like that. But yeah, it, it was a peach, no doubt about that. Okay, tell me this. Who's the better communicator out of Brad and Shane? You, you deal uh, with both, so who, who's the better <laughs> communicator? We're in a group chat together as well, so there's not much. Um, 95% of it's all rubbish talk, but... Um, <laughs> No, nah, look, I'd like to say Snake probably, um, probably Shane. He was uh, not known for his communication skills. Normally, normally we just get the nominations that he's in a different state or something. So I'm surprised we even knew before Anna was up there that she was up there. But um, yeah, Shane's definitely the better communicator, mate. Okay. Now the Triple Play Syndicate. How many people are involved here? There's ten of us, mate. So um, it's, it's a really good one too. You know, there's probably four or five of the usual crew, um, and then. Uh, my father-in-law, my best mate, who's in it, and his father-in-law, uh, my dad, uh, dad's best mate, and the father-in-law's best mate make up the sort of ten of us. So it's Sam Williams is another one who's involved, and um, yeah, it's a really good crew. And we sort of, um, you know, there was probably must have been about eighteen months ago. Um, we sort of were getting down to, to not having much cash in the uh, the kitty. We were nearly going to have to chuck in a couple hundred bucks each or five hundred bucks each again, and and get started. And all of a sudden, we just had one little winner. I think it was a skate artist. Um, and then next minute we'd had Joey win a group, well, Captain's Lock win a group one last year, and then, um, you know, we managed to buy a couple more horses and have just rolled on, and um, we've obviously seen what Captain's Lock done over the last little bit in our winner as well. So, the, um, you know, we went from <laughs> we probably struggling a little bit to, to um, yeah, pretty well pretty well going good. So um, got to give um, got to give Brad all the rap, <laughs> rap there for that, mate. But um, it's a good crew, mate, and we were all lucky enough to get down there on uh, Breeders' Challenge Day as well. We, you know, had a little mini bus, had all the boys there and, and the families and the kids, and um, you know, really enjoyed each other's company because I, um, I, got, I missed out on it last year. So <laughs> they thought I was the mock for a while because every time I didn't go to a Group One, we'd won, and I'd never been on track for one. But um, we got there a couple of Sundays ago, mate, and um, the little fella got the job done. All right, we'll talk about him in just a moment. But just with this mare, Anna Love, so. She's a four-year-old. She's by the uh, the Triple New Zealand Cup winner, Terra to Love. What what does the future hold for her? I'm tipping you guys don't breed. So eventually, uh, do you sort of look at moving her on to North America? Yeah, well, there's actually a little bit of chat about that going on over the last sort of 24 to 48 hours, mate. So, um, again, that's above my pay roll. That's more for Brad and Shane to, to work out, mate. But, um, you know, she's, she's won that nice race now and she's, you know, she's in career best form and um, it's sort of, 
actually sort of hard to get uh, get into racing down at Menangle, mate. So, um, yeah, I think that's in the process at the moment. A bit of chat about that. But um, like I said, mate, I'll just... Me and me and the other, you know, eight or nine blokes in the Sydney get mate, we just let Brad do that. And, and like you said, Shane's really good at it as well. So I'm sure they'll keep us in the loop and, um, yeah, potentially move her on. All right. Going back to Captain's Knock. So as you said, just recently, Group 1 glory again. He's gone back-to-back now with the Breeders' Challenge. He won as a two-year-old. And he comes out and dominates uh, again as a three-year-old. And he was so good there winning that day because he was sort of left alone once he was able to hold the lead. And then it was just lights out that last half. So congratulations there. But how big a thrill is that compared to what you've achieved on the football field? Oh, it was pretty special, mate. Um, you know, I, I literally I mean, I had my wife and you know, my two kids there and, um, the youngest fellas, uh, the eldest fellas, three, and he's just, you know, he's obsessed with the footy as well. But as soon as I get him to horses, he's like, starts saying, "Go Joey," and let's go Huey. And we went, took him down to the stables and that, and then just that moment up the straight, probably, yeah. I mean, not too confident, but it, it was, you know, it was pretty much all over at the four hundred. I couldn't see much catching him. Um, just with the slow, slow half, he he got in front. Um, you know, and, and obviously disappointing for for connections. It better be the best that he galloped as well, which probably, you know, made made the win look. Look a bit better than, or not better than what it was, but made it look nice. But um, yeah, and halfway up that straight, I just picked up the young fella, mate, and I just started crying. I was just, I was emotional. <laughs> and um, you know, I, there's not many times on the footy field or, or before and after games that I've been too emotional. Obviously, the 300th game was one of them. But um, just having the young fella there and how excited he was, and he knew what was going on. And like I said, I'd missed out on the last couple. Well, that, that was our fourth group one, and the first one I've been on track for so um the emotions did get the better of me there mate but yeah it, it was special um a special feeling and like i said having my dad there and father-in-law and best mates it's um and you know the missus and kids uh, it makes it makes it all worthwhile yeah exciting stuff no doubt about it and the monkey's off your back you're not the jonah anymore i'm not i'm not no it's not me so um i don't know who else you can blame if you ever ever thought as one but um yeah the monkey's off my back mate Right. And and just on your dad, did he share in the ownership of a feature winner at Goulburn? Yes, Moss Gold. Um, yeah, yeah, he won on Moss Gold. Um, can't remember what race it was. It wasn't the Cup. It was the race before the Cup. But, um, yeah, he and one of the other guys, he's, he's good, mate, have um, you know, have shares in that horse as well with Tash Burley. And, then, um, you know, they're, they're just along for the ride. They they get involved with all the gallops and the trots and that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, he had a winner on Sunday too, so he's going well. Oh, good to hear. Good to hear. So you had a big result there with uh, Anna Love taking out that Group 3 Forever Gold Mares up here. Down in Sydney on Saturday night, you must have been frustrated with the trotter, Majestic Trio. She was able to roll to the front, and then yeah. not long after getting the lead, she rolls into a break, and then that just cost her any chance of victory. So the yeah. highs and lows of racing. Yeah, it's a roller coaster, and they, were, they weren't far apart, those two races. So it was pretty disappointing, actually, because I actually backed her and not Anna Love, so... <laughs> That's how good I was going. But, um, yeah, look, it, you know, it's disappointing because, like I said, she found a front and um, would have been, you know, I was sort of confident that she'd run a good race, so she would have been pretty hard to beat uh, had she not, you know, played up. And uh, disappointing because when she first came over, she never really had an issue. But, you know, every now and then she's just had a little little moment where she's, um, you know, not on her best manner. So it's a little bit disappointing. But, uh, mate, if there's one person to get it out of her, it's Brad. So... Hopefully you can turn her around and, um, yeah, we can get get her back on track for the back end of the year. Well, the Inter-Dominion's fast approaching and, you know, looking at it, you know, there's a number of key horses that are just starting to fall by the wayside. You need to get her on song and you need to get her back in Brisbane. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, you know, I'll, I'll um, 
obviously talk to Brad and see how she's pulled up and, you know, if he can get iron out those few little creases because she, she's definitely a talented horse. We sent her win up there in Queensland throughout the winter. So, uh, mate, if we can get her rolling and, and get her up there, it'll um, you know, make the trip for me a lot more special anyway. Hey, I, I know you're recently retired, but uh, you're a busy man at the moment. You were at Cowra across the weekend. You were doing a function for Harness Racing New South Wales. You're doing a little bit of a kids camp as well with the rugby league. So life hasn't slowed up for you. Mate, it's been busy. I'm just... You know, all I've done is have either weddings or, or race weekends. It's been really good, but um, this is the first. This weekend is the first weekend since the end of the season that I've had off. So I'm looking forward to sitting at home and just watching the races on my own at home. It'll be good. But um, yeah, look, we had a great weekend out of Cowra. A lot of kids turned out. Um, myself and Jordan Rappiner and, and Jack Wolford and, and Josh Reynolds as well was out there. We had the kids clinic Saturday morning, a good function Saturday afternoon, and um, the day at the trots on Sunday afternoon was you know one of the better ones I've been to, mate. They They've done a really good job there. They had Daryl Braithwaite and the Whitlam's and them singing. And, um, yeah, couldn't have worked out any better. It was, it was a good weekend, mate. Excellent, excellent. Hey, one final one before I let you go. I've been looking up a few horses in, in the stables of Brad Hewitt. There's one there, and it's a very powerful ownership group. But tell me, did you only buy it because of its name from New Zealand? <laughs> Which one is it? I've got two minutes. <laughs> There's a heave of them there, and I think it's called... Uh, um... Oh, I can't think of it myself now, but there was there was one there, and I it just stood out because I looked at the ownership group. So all your footy was mates I, was are there I on the papers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Take a hike, was it? That's the one. Take that's a hike. One. Yeah. Take a hike. Oh, jeez. That's that's one of them stories. Like I feel bad because there's been a few guys over the years. Elliot Whitehead. Well, he's not in this one, but um, yeah, Jack White and Tommy Berry. Those sorts of blokes. I got Zach Wolford and all. Got them all involved anyway. Oh, yeah. Right. We got one boys. We got one here. Got one and. Played up its first start at an angle, and I thought, oh, boys are all, what have I got into? And then, you know, when when the other horses are winning and they they think they've got the crap one, that's not real fun. And then we um, <laughs> took him took him out to Bathurst one night, and he led and sort of had every possible. And like, he sort of you know went went quite slow and got home. He just got run down on the line, and you know there's a few things in the group chat about. Well, I was one of them saying, mate, that should have just won. Like he went no good. And then Brad sent a photo of his leg. It was probably twice the size of what it should have been. So he actually done well, done well to finish the race. And, um, but unfortunately, we had to put him out for 12 months, mate. But he's, he's back in now. And, um, you know, the boys are all, you know, they, they're all great. They just, you know, they wanted to stay involved. And obviously, they've seen the ride with all the other horses that we've had. So they wanted to, to stay involved and um, hopefully get something good out of him. I think he is quite talented. It's just, um, yeah, we had a bit of bad luck early on. But I think he's back and working. I think he had a trial last weekend. So we'll have to... Um, you know, get him moving soon as well. Yep, absolutely. I really appreciate the time again. Congratulations. Another feature race win up here in Brisbane. And we'll see you during ID 23. Sounds good, boys. Thanks for having me. Excellent. There's Jared Croker joining us, the former captain of the Canberra Raiders, and he is a uh, a mad uh, horse racing supporter. He loves the gallops, he loves the trots, and he races a couple of nice ones, including Anna Love, who won that feature there on Saturday night. Captain's Knock is the stable star, a multiple Group 1 winner. So hopefully he'll make his way up. Majestic Trio will be in tow, and she'll be aiming towards the Inter-Dominion Trotting Championship as well. Let's talk with Jared Daffy now, because... Uh, as Steve outlined, uh, that race is at 2.20. The New Zealand Pacing Cup, Trotting Cup, as they like to call it, the the uh, old traditionalists, and it's a race in two according to the market. A cooter at 2.40, Swayze at 2.70. Jared, good morning. Are you there, Jared? I am, Chris, yes. Okay, yes, excellent. So, is it a race in two like the market says? I don't know. I guess the trick with this is, well, the distance, obviously, 3,200 metres, but the standing start, 
throws another bit of mystique into the whole thing. But the two behind, we'll get to the two favourites in a sec. The two behind the two favourites have held their place. So they've obviously got some hope. Three Republican Party at $8.50 and then go down to number nine, Old Town Road at $9.50. They've been around about that mark since the field was finalised last Thursday or Friday. Now... Final field, barrier draw, etc. Akuta open two twenty five. It's out to two forty. Swayze has been the big move, but you can understand why, um, given uh, the Australian flavour there. Three thirty opening into two dollars seventy. Now it was two dollars sixty the last two days, but this morning just getting out to two dollars seventy as the as the market finds its feet. So I don't know what will happen. Akuta will start. Akuta will start favourite, but who wins? Who knows? Okay, so Akuta's at 240, Swayze 270. Those other pair that you mentioned, Republican Party 850 and Old Town Road 950. Greg O'Connor, we spoke with him a couple of weeks ago and he was giving mm. a good push for Old Town Road. So he's obviously capable, so it'll be interesting to see if he trims up as we get closer to start time. Yeah, I, I don't think he will, or, or if he does, he won't trim up too much. Uh, you know, it's a fairly deep market and quite clearly those two favourites, there's, there's support for them, Akuta getting out, but... Uh, still a well-back favourite, and obviously Swayze, well, because he's an Australian uh, in that field over there, an Australian horse in that field over there, we're going to find him fairly easy to lay. So I don't know whether you'll be able to get a whole lot better Old Town Road, but 9.50 at the moment, 2.50 a place. All right, and as I mentioned with Steve earlier, Racing Queensland, they'll be hoping that Swayze gets the job done because he is amongst nominations for ID23. That series starts on December 1. So if he wins this big one, and given that he's got a victory over Leap to Fame, that's a, uh, a promoter's dream. Yeah, look, it is. Um, uh, one thing that stood out to me from the weekend's racing, and obviously the market can change again today, is that... Leap to fame, well, he couldn't have been more impressive uh, as we spoke about on Friday on my mobile rolling before that win. But the Inter-Dominion price hasn't changed. He's still at 250 Swayze's still the second pick at 750 Then at $11, Act Now, Rock and Roll, Do, and then $12, Hi, my, my Name is Jeff, and 14 or better for the rest. So, yeah, the favourite didn't change. I guess we'll see what happens with Swayze today. Um, if he was to lose, standing start, 3,200 metres. I don't know whether he'd lose too many friends there, Chris, but if he was to win, you'd think that 750 will disappear. Yeah, it has to. It has to. So that, yeah. that, that gap has got to get smaller, no question. So we'll know more this afternoon. It's a great day, New Zealand Cup Day. We've got a number of star horses stepping out. Jared, we mentioned Millwood Nike, uh, Race 9, the Woodland Size Stakes Final. That is always a great race. And then you've got this junior free-for-all, which is fast approaching, uh, which features Don't Stop Dreaming Merlin. So... It's a great day. Is there any real major market mover that you can steer our listeners into? Not really, apart from the race that you just touched on then, the Sires, uh, the two-year-old race, nine on the program. There's several horses that were priced closely together in a cluster, but the one they have latched onto is number 12, Cole Chisel, uh, 370 into 310. Chase a Dream, fairly solid at 370. Uh, the others, Vesem, not so much so. Le Major still at 650, and we walk... Uh, by faith still at five dollars so that's a really interesting race that two-year-old that gets underway at 112 okay so 112 is start time for that race hey jared as always i really appreciate the time this morning we'll chat again on friday morning 
Thanks, Chris. Look forward to it. There is Jared Daffy from Tab joining us, and you can check out those prices you, right now by going to tab.com.au. So that junior free-for-all, which features Don't Stop Dreaming and Merlin, that race is only 15 minutes away. Don't Stop Dreaming at one ninety. Merlin is at $2.70. So that is going to be a very good race. So that is fast approaching. Let's get a tip for today's meeting at Albion Park. Nine races on the card today. Racetrack Ralphie joins us each and every Tuesday, and he's online with us now. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Where do we find your best bet today? We head to uh, race six and number six, High Voltage. Now, this horse is chasing back-to-back wins here at the creek, and that's following his scintillating effort here last Friday, coming off the speed to score him 153.6 over the 2138-metre journey. That was just sensational, that race. Today, he drops back to what I think is probably his preferred trip over the mile, and the small field was certainly, uh, well, that's going to help his chances. So the Brendan Barnes, the Graham Dwyer combination should be back in the winner's circle again today. And Chris, it's also the opening leg of the TAB treble. So let's charge up with high voltage in race six. Oh, I like it. Let's charge up with high voltage. Race six, number six, high voltage. First leg of the treble, as uh, Ralphie just outlined there. He, he was impressive on Friday. The, the, the pace of that race on Friday was just uh, out of this world, and he was strongest at the line. So, if anything, this might be a little easier. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking along those lines as well, Chris. All right. Now, tell me, you were trackside there on Saturday night. Leap to fame. Do we see him again before the series starts? Uh, I'd hope not to. Yeah. I just want to keep the horse in cotton wool now. He's done everything. He's in the he's in the in the in the Dominion. Um, I just want to see him in cotton wool until till race day, heat one. All right. Well, we might get that wish. You never know. But uh, he was so impressive there. Owns the 2,138-metre track record outright after sharing it with his big brother Swayze for a period of time there. But he is the outright holder of that track record. Now, it's going to be very interesting between now and December 1. I mentioned earlier with Steve, there's a a number of uh, likely horses that are going to come out. I mentioned Emma Stewart. She's got eight of the top 30, but it's only likely that one is coming, and that's Mac Dan. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's disappointing in a way for Racing Queensland to promote it, but uh, let's hope Swayze gets the job done today. And as you said, that's going to be a promoter's dream then. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, Ralphie, appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside later today. Okay, thanks, Chris.